Hi, everyone. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Susie Wee, founder, SVP, and CTO of Cisco DevNet. Our topic today is a really interesting one, DevOps within a programmable network. Now that we can program the network, what does that mean to the DevOps world? Susie, welcome to DevOps Chat. Hey there, Mitch. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me here. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, would you start out and just introduce yourself to our audience, tell us a little bit about what you do and what you do at Cisco DevNet? So uh, so I'm at Cisco, uh, and as you said, I founded DevNet, which is Cisco's developer community. Um, and you might be wondering, why does Cisco have a developer community? Uh, it's because the network has become programmable, and we've been really driving that whole portfolio of networking to not only be software and hardware, but you know, to have both. And the fact that the network has APIs, the fact that the network is programmable means that there's a fundamentally different way to leverage the network. And the thing that we recognized more than five years ago is that we are going to be pushing our technology portfolio towards software, towards programmability, towards having APIs. But what that also means is that the people who operate networks and the people who interface with networks need to learn about that. Mm. So, you know, in addition to building our products in a software and programmable way, we had to bring our community along as well. So we formed a developer community for Cisco. Uh, and that's what DevNet was all about. It's our developer program uh, that builds our developer community. And when I say developer, I actually do mean software developers in the way that we think about software developers, people doing DevOps, people writing applications, but I also include networkers and specifically networkers who are running networks uh, who need to learn some software capabilities so that they can use the programmable network. Interesting. I, I was sharing with some friends uh, several years ago, maybe eight, nine years ago, a network engineer asked me for some help with career development. And First thing I said was, well, I think you need to learn Python. And of course, he wasn't familiar with that. And he went to a Cisco Live event and heard about the virtualization of the network and programmability and came back all excited. And of course, I didn't have much to hand him other than here's a Python book. I don't know what APIs are available yet, but things have, of course, evolved greatly. How would you describe where we are today and what's the way to get started and get going with this? Excellent. Well, the thing that I'll tell you is that you are visionary to have given him that advice five years ago. Check is, is in the mail. I'm writing it out now. Check is in the mail. And, uh, and basically, now you actually would have somewhere to send him to, which is to DevNet. Um, the reason being is that, you know, if you go to developer.cisco.com and everything in DevNet is at developer.cisco.com, uh, we have all of these free resources like coding resources, learning resources, learning about APIs. Python is definitely fundamental to what we're teaching because we're recommending that we use that as actually our base language. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, people can use any language that they want, but uh, it's a great tool set to start out with. And, um, you know, in addition to Python, there's, of course, just using all of the software development tools that we want people to use, like GitHub, Postman, you know, just your favorite, you know, code editor. So we have a whole bunch of uh, just regular software tools that we want to make sure our networkers are familiar with. We want them to understand the practices used in software, you know, mm -hmm. just code sharing, right? Mm -hmm. So just using GitHub repos and using it not only for sharing code, you can actually use it to share network configs and check <laughs> network configs mm -hmm. and use it in CI/CD pipelines. 
So there's a, a whole you know bunch of ways that we want the networking industry to use software practices and software tools. And so at developer.cisco.com, we have learning labs and uh, we have uh, start now, like developer.cisco.com slash start now mm-hmm. is a place for that networker to get started with software, to get started with our APIs. Um, but in addition, we have stuff for advanced software developers as well. Like if they want to get in there and just start programming a network, doing some automation, using um, advanced security services and things like that, we actually also have a DevNet sandbox. You know, if you want to play around with this Perfect. world, you might not have a bunch of kit in front of you to start sure. coding. Yeah. And so with the DevNet sandbox, you can actually make reservations to real networking gear, real soft security products, you know, real collaboration products, things that you can actually get active with right away to, you know, even test out your advanced coding and advanced networking needs. Well, it's interesting because it seems like, I mean, you you understand software coming from your background with HP and all the work that you've done. You're really trying to marry these two different disciplines about how software folks think of the world, you know, sort of a GitHub of networking kind of attitude about tools and how to learn and downloading code segments and things that will help you experiment with what maybe a, a CCIA or CCNA engineer has experience within their certification training where they've got a sandbox lab that they don't have to create their own physical lab, kind of married those two worlds together. We have. And it's super interesting because when we talk about like who will run the IT system or the DevOps, you know, kind of platform and infrastructure of the future, will it be the CCIE networker, you know, who really knows how to run mission critical networks and keeps these things up 24-7, you know, many nines of reliability? Or will it be a software developer who really understands the software skills, can code up, you know, hundreds of lines of code a day? And really what we've come to, you know, in in watching people who move to um, automation and things like that, is it's a combination of both. You're going to want someone who really understands networks, (laughs) you know, to that really Mm -hmm. professional level. Oh, sure. And you're going to want someone who can code, you might find the unicorn that does both and knows both of them to the level of a, you know, of a CCIE networker or, you know, the advanced software developer. But chances are you're going to have a set of folks working together. Um, you also want the networking tools to be simplified so that you don't need that, you know, that really high level. And there's a lot of automation that occurs, you know, so if you're kind of a smaller outfit or, or growing in another way. But oftentimes you're going to want these groups to be working together. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've tried to hit with DevNet. Well, you know, what you describe is, is um, imagine you're leading towards something that looks like what DevOps is today or DevSecOps, including security as part of the DevOps suite of everybody working together. What does the NetOps or the, the Net DevOps world look like as you're, as you're helping folks move out of a networking-centric world and a software-centric world to where that's blended together? Yeah. So, uh, and I think that the the importance is that we do the blending so that we can take the best from both worlds. I see it as pretty flexible. And once again, whether it's all embodied in, you know, one person, the unicorn who learns it all, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, more likely is that you have the right level of abstraction and you have people who can interface together. So one of the new things that we actually just announced last month uh, or at June at Cisco Live is a brand new Cisco certification that is a Cisco DevNet certification. Mm, excellent. And what happens is, uh, actually, I have just 
all the respect in the world for the networkers of this world. And there is uh, 1.8 million or 1.7 million Cisco certified professionals, like people who have earned a Cisco certification in the world. Mm-hmm. And basically, they know all about networking. Oh, and yeah. Cisco's certifications have been out there. And if you're a CCNA, associate level, professional, CCNP, or the highly revered expert, CCIE, Mm-hmm. Now what we've done is with Cisco, um, we've created the Cisco DevNet certification. So we have a Cisco DevNet associate level, professional level. Uh, in the future, we'll be announcing the expert level as well. And this is uh, bringing that set of software skills to networking. Um, and so if you go and take a look at developer.cisco.com slash certification, you'll see that it's actually all of the software tools that you would, you know, need to learn. So, you know, using REST APIs, you know, so using APIs securely, using authentication. So it it starts from, you know, fairly beginning software, but in a rigorous way and gets up to fairly advanced uh, software topics as well. And what that does is that helps train up the software folks, or at least validate the software folks who already have those levels so that they can work together. Now, the way that we designed it is that our networking certifications are 80% networking, 20% software. Mm. Our DevNet software certifications are 80% software and 20% networking. Okay, interesting. Um, We've done that so that these folks can work together, you know, and uh, uh, so there is a little bit of networking that you'd have to learn, but enough that you could be effective in it, that, you know, you could really deliver these systems, that you could write automation software, um, for DevOps pipelines that leverage the programmability of the network. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a pretty important part of what we've done here. Well, you've created really an exchange in, by, by focusing on automation as a, as a core use case. So uh, coming to software can be really daunting, right? I need to learn this language. I'm not even sure what problem I would solve with software, how I would write something to, to do, do something with software. So it can be really intimidating. So I really like how you've laid out automation as a key subject area use case for people to collaborate on at the site where they can share yeah, code and get that right. even, right? So what we did was uh, like also in June, you know, we announced the new DevNet certifications, but we also announced the DevNet automation exchange. Uh, And basically what we recognized is that automation is our customer's biggest problems. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically anybody who is, who has, who just has any type of infrastructure needs to work on automation because their infrastructure has grown, their business, their businesses have grown, they've had to scale out um, their infrastructure and what they need to do is automate it. And this goes all the way to like even manufacturing companies, right? So sure, you're digitizing, yeah. you need to automate your, you know, IOT, uh, you need to automate your collaboration, your systems, you need to automate just your compute and your network. So automation is the biggest problem. And what happens is Cisco's products and, well, actually, and many products around the world for infrastructure are software products. They use SDN, virtualization. They work in a software world, containers, microservices, everything there. But as we get there, next, what you want to do is you want to be automating your infrastructure overall. And as we want people, it's one thing to say, okay, here's all of our products our products now all have APIs, you know, so our, our routers, they're all programmable just at the device level itself. Um, We have controllers, (laughs) rest APIs throughout. 
We also have controllers, you know, so controller level that abstracts out and interfaces with the um, individual network devices and the security products and everything there and let you work at that next level. But as you're working on all of this, you know, people have said, okay, great, Susie, with DevNet, you guys have taught us how to code. You've taught us about your product's APIs, but next we want help solving our automation Mm -hmm. use cases. And so what we did was we created Automation Exchange to be the place where we're using community software. So we have code in GitHub and we encourage our community to submit code in GitHub. And it's a code exchange that we put in there to solve real automation problems. Mm -hmm. And so what we're trying to do is, um, you know, we've seeded it with 50 code repos and that solves different automation use cases. We're inviting our community to submit more and, you know, just use it as an exchange where Cisco's community, we have the best infrastructure experts around the world who's, you know, working on working on DevOps, working on IT, working on compute, and working on networking, of course, and security. And what we want is we want them to get together and have a place where they can exchange code to really build up that automation repository mm-hmm. to make it easy for them to, to do their thing. Well, let's look at this from maybe a 180 degree view. We've talked about it from a network engineer's perspective. If you're a software engineer doing DevOps and maybe doing DevSecOps, but you're living in a container, as you mentioned, Kubernetes, uh, microservices, you know, cloud, or maybe in cloud native world, how would you look at this? Is this something that they're going to be interested in or how would they approach it or why would they approach this? Is something they want to tackle? So first of all, the answer is yes, they should be looking at it. There is uh, both the set of DevOps folks and the set of app and cloud developers, you know, so even if you're, you're in DevOps, you're kind of scaling out your system, you're, you know, working on that portion of it, or if you're the actual app developer or cloud developer, who's developing the applications and microservices and everything that Mm -hmm. runs on top of it. Right. In both of those worlds, what happens is there is this um, opportunity right in front of us because, and I say opportunity because we, most of them have not yet realized that the network is now programmable. Mm-hmm. And so what has happened is um, people are used to the fact that your compute is programmable, you use virtualization, kind of everything in that world. But the world is just starting to realize that the network is programmable as well. Um, yet, you know that every time you scale out an application, as you reach the cloud, security becomes a concern. Um, the connectivity becomes a concern, you know, the uh, way you connect up your databases to your applications and make sure that the right devices and users have access to the right stuff. That's all core to how you're building up these um, applications and your cloud native applications and everything there. But the thing that we realize that people can realize now is that, oh, the network is programmable. I can actually get, for example, a network level of security or use the network for a network layer of access control that is even, you know, that adds another level of um, kind of control and security than working at the application level alone. I would think there's so, too uh, some good analogs that they may be used to in a cloud world, like load, ba- you know, virtual load balancers, firewalls, things like that, that they may have been part of setting up in their DevOps world. Absolutely. And what happens is with the new like when we talk about a controller on top of a network, um, so it's one thing to say, oh, there's just a controller that lets me abstract what's underneath it. But the other shift is that uh, you can actually use policy. And that's policy you use in compute all the time, but just set up policy to say, 
these users or these devices have access to these applications and have access to these uh, applications to this data and these databases and everything there. And you can start to set security policies for access and for your applications in ways that then, you know, uses the programmable network underneath it. So you can, at the detailed level, set up a VLAN that segments out, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, uh, the, the right amount of the right part of your network and data and application to give you that next level of security. So, Susie, you talked about automation as the key use case. That's a pretty big topic, though. And I'm curious, how would someone get started working on automation in a network that they're running, they're, they're managing as a network engineer professional? Yeah, that's a great point. So really, you know, automation, while we all strive for automation in this perfect world, the question is, how do you get there? And especially, how do you get there when you have a live system? You know, so when you're, you know, running DevOps, when you have a large, you know, infrastructure, you have things running on it all the time. And so the question is, how could you get there? You know, one thing that we've done with DevNet Automation Exchange is that we put use cases on there, use cases that help people get started. But what we've done is we've actually categorized it into this walk, run, and fly approach. And the way that we say it is with walk, like how do you get started with automation is first you're going to walk, like first use it in your network or in your infrastructure is a read-only kind of a way. Try to get visibility and insights into what's going on, you know, perform analytics on that, get all of the insights that you can from your running infrastructure or from your running network. And then we have a set of use cases for walk. You know, run is when you're ready to go to this next level where you're ready to push out a control or push out a policy, you know, actually set something on your live system. And so then you have your kind of run and then fly would be that ultimate DevOps workflow, you know, where you're in that, you know, full workflow of you're proactively, you're monitoring, you're managing, you're getting insights, you're analyzing, you're pushing changes out, you know, you're proactively seeing where do you have opportunities to, you know, load balance, fix things, deploy things, you know, Mm -hmm. put in more security to identify threats and everything there. So, you know, of course, that's the ultimate case of where you want to be with the full DevOps workflow. Uh, But to get there, you need to take those steps. Um, So it's pretty fun to have these uh, use cases that help you walk, run and fly. On the networking side, like an example of the walk is um, something that you always have to do in networking uh, if you're running a large network is you have to continuously be auditing your network. You know, did someone like reconfigure something in there? They added a device, they changed a setting. And what that's doing is now saying, you know, a threat to your network. So, you know, for auditing, what happens is if you move things into a software, actually a DevOps kind of workflow, what you can be doing is taking your network configs across all of your devices putting them all into GitHub <laughs> so mm-hmm. that you're actually taking your networking configs, looking at them with like, uh, you know, in a code repository, looking at version control. You could actually be running Ansible playbooks where you're continuously kind of running through, making sure you haven't gone off the golden template, you know, be looking for issues. And then just let people know like, hey, something is off here. It's read-only, but you then let your ops team know, hey, there's something that's not right. And just moving that into a software workflow is way better than what most teams have to do today. Well, usually um, they're totally separate worlds, and now you're talking about being able to integrate those in a CI/CD kind of workflow. You know, a tool yeah. chain that that manages not just software DevOps but the network ops. 
Yeah, exactly. And then you push that capability over to the walk side or to the um, run side. Like if you want to, if you're, you know, taking your wireless network, you want to set up guest networks or shut down networks or run them. Imagine you have, you know, stores around the world, right? (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. If you wanted to run that, then what you can do is like push out your SSIDs, start them, stop them, reset your guest passwords and everything, automate all of that to where you're pushing out control. You know, and then, you know, what's really fun as a fly use case is just doing DevOps. Like, so if you have new applications and a new class of applications that you want to deploy onto your infrastructure, then you want to do it securely. So let's say that you have a new set of applications. You want to, you know, you want it to touch your financial database. You only want a select number of employees to access it. You want to make sure that what your applications are running on, where your data is stored is all working in the right way you can actually set network level configurations to segment your network, set up the VLANs, get mm-hmm. your applications deployed into classes. And so we have something called ACI to help be an application-centric infrastructure so that you can actually map your application settings down into your network configuration settings and do all this with a full DevOps CI/CD pipeline. That's the kind of thing you could do in a fly use case. So we actually have code for all of this stuff that you know lets people jump in, get started with it, and then customize it into their own into their own system. What I think, one thing that is really great about this is that probably the network world doesn't quite yet realize how much of this has already kind of been worked through in a DevOps world. And there's so many resources and thinking about tool chains and workflow pipelines and tools to manage all of this. And they may not necessarily be exactly. able to you know, lift and shift right onto a network paradigm, but pretty darn close. So they're, they've got a absolutely. big leg up that may not even realize yet. Yeah, absolutely. And it actually, it kind of goes both ways. And, you know, so we're actually not claiming to do rocket science, right? In terms of something mm. very new. It's in some ways, what we're doing is we're connecting the world so that you can take the best practices from both worlds and put them together. Fantastic. Say some more about the certification part of that, because I know that's extremely valued. You know, if you're at that CCIE level, that's a, that's a prestigious thing. Yeah. What's really nice is, uh, you know, once again, I'm, I'm kind of honored to joint like uh, to my predecessors who've actually created the Cisco certifications um, because that CCIE is, you know, such a high level of expertise and everyone mm-hmm. who's a CCIE, I just bow to them <laughs> because Absolutely. of how hard it is to earn well, that. It's a huge um, amount of work. Yes. But what I also want to talk to is that when you take that highest level networker, someone, you know, or any level, whether you're a CCNA, CCNP or CCIE, the highest level, mm-hmm. is there some amount of software skills that you could pick up? So you could actually start with a DevNet associate. And really, the idea is that you learn enough about software so that you know the modern tools so that you could leverage software and DevOps tools and really get familiar with that side. And then you could get a coder next to you that you could direct in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's neat is that um, we have, we're actually, we actually have these coding 101 sessions that we give to folks. Um, and really what happens is if you're a networker and you have this level of expertise, but you're not coding as your day job, you just don't know the tools that you use today, that are used today. Right. And what we do is we will just walk through like every tool and say, hey, we're not going to the next page till everyone gets this set up, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it just, you know, getting in there, you know, again, using GitHub, using Postman, making sure that you can download Postman collections, 
you know, that you're getting your um, authorization tokens and that you're, you know, setting things up correctly. And we don't go to the next page till everyone gets past that first step, right? That's and why then, everybody starts with hello world, right? I guess in the networking yeah. world, it's what a TCP <laughs> session established as your hello world or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so we have a group of CCIE advisors, and these are um, people who are top of their game, but we've even selected them to advise us. Well, I really appreciate having you on the podcast. Uh, we have a great community of DevOps, DevSecOps, people doing software. And I think we can play a key role in, in helping you with, with what you're doing with Cisco and DevNet and uh, bridging that gap. We've started that process here today. You know, it takes that first step. And I feel like yeah, you've absolutely. made that. Thank you for doing that with me. No, thank you. And if I can, uh, if I can actually just, just as a message is just to reach out to the audience and say, you know what, please come to DevNet because DevNet is not only for networkers. It provides you a way to interact with networkers, but I would love to have you join the DevNet community and give us thoughts on how can we make the programmable network even more useful mm -hmm. to DevOps, to DevSecOps, and to achieving everything that you want. Well, Susie, thank you so much. Uh, we've completed another DevOps Chat podcast. I'd like to thank my guest, Susie Wee, SVP and CTO of Cisco DevNet, for joining us today. Thank you, Susie. Great. Thank you so much, Mitch. Thanks, everybody. Wonderful. And thanks to you, to you all of our listeners for joining us today. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com, and you've listened to another DevOps Chat podcast. Be careful out there. 